0: All right. How's it going, everybody? I know this is short notice. Uh, We have been playing the waiting game for Juan Soto all day long, uh, but I decided to just hop on and kind of try and ease some anxieties. We do group therapy for fans throughout the season whenever the Yankees are playing poorly. I felt like some group therapy was necessary right now as we play this waiting game. So, the latest is that the medicals are the delay. Now the Yankees are sending so many players to the Padres that there needs to be an evaluation of these medical records. So, you know, they probably have a you know a window of X many hours to go through and review everything. Uh, from what I've heard, it's Michael King, it's Drew Thorpe. It's Randy Vasquez. It's Johnny Brito. And it's Kyle Higashioka. And EA Nye says, this is getting ridiculous. Spelled wrong, but he's, he's not wrong. I do think that the trade will happen. Jake Block says, I won't believe it till I see it. I agree. And... You know, there's this old aphorism that a watched pot never boils, right? If you sit there and stare at the fireplace, Santa's not going to come down the chimney. Everybody, I feel like, is staring at their timeline on social media. They're tuned in to all the different streams. There's a lot of YouTubers streaming. I think Pete's been streaming for like nine hours today. I feel bad. I don't know know how he has the energy to do that. Uh, But when... um, when you sit there and and stare and wait for the news to break, it's just just like this endless suck of energy. And I think we would all do well or be well-served to get up and stretch our legs. I just took my dog for a walk. I was on foul territory tonight. If you guys want to watch that interview, I talk a little bit about uh, the Juan Soto trade as it is right now. Uh, Lori C says maybe King's elbow is in question. Now, you might remember King – Fractured his elbow pitching a couple of years ago. Uh, last year, he seemed really healthy. He pitched about 100 innings, had more than 100 strikeouts, uh, 2.75 ERA, I believe, off the top of my head. And uh, Michael Burjo says, it's like watching laundry dry. I agree 100%. I hardly agree. Only Band says any excitement about Trent Grisham as of right now i think that he's probably a placeholder you know somebody to to play the outfield in in uh in the spot that was being occupied by Isaiah Kiner-Falefa a lot of center field rangy kind of outfielder and uh, he's going to hold down that spot until Dominguez comes back i think that to begin the season, it's probably going to be Judge in center, Soto in right, Verdugo in left, John Carlos Stanton at DH. But we all know that the Yankees almost never have everyone on the field at the same time, right? Giancarlo gets hurt every year. Judge, unfortunately, has been injured uh several times in his career. You know, even guys like uh um like Verdugo or whatever, they're, they're no guarantee. They're young, but Everybody gets injured at some point. So, you know, guys can get hit by pitches and jam fingers sliding into bases. And, you know, they can slip in the shower, pull a muscle in their back, sneezing. All sorts of weird stuff can happen. So there's almost never the projected lineup, at least for the Yankees. And and in recent years, this has been especially true. So I don't think we need to get too caught up on who's going to play where because it's going to change on any given day. You know, it's going to be adjusted based on who the Yankees are facing. So while I'm not excited about Grisham, um, you know, he's $5 million bucks. Play a little defense. We'll see. Kian Patel says, playing the trumpet for therapy. Uh, Aaron says he doesn't think it's King's elbow, thinks it's one of the other pitchers. It could be Thorpe. He's probably the key prospect in the deal. Randy Vasquez has a little bit of an unorthodox pitching motion. I've always felt like there's a lot of strain on his arm. Would not shock me if there's something there. Brito I thought looked healthy last year, but you never know. I mean, we don't have access to the medical records, so anything that we say at this point would be speculation. Dan Tetti says, glad our side of the Soto deal is done. Time to focus on Yamamoto. Bilou Me says, Juan Soto and the short porch. So this is something that I was just chatting with uh, Eric Kratz about on Foul Territory. And by the way, they are streaming. They might have just ended. Uh, but go check it out. Their latest live stream. I'm on there for probably a half an hour. And we're talking all about the Juan Soto deal. And uh, I asked Kratz, I said, you know, given Juan Soto's swing, you know, the fact that he hits a lot of balls to left field, the opposite field, Do I expect or does Kratz expect his power numbers to go down? Because I do. I think some of those balls that he hits to the warning track uh, or that he hits in the first row at at other ballparks might be in the warning track at Yankee Stadium. So we'll see. Um, I I do think that he will be a productive hitter. I don't know if he's going to hit 40 home runs. I'd, I'd be fine with 280, 30 home runs, 130 walks in front of Aaron Judge. I'll, I'll take that up right now. Let's see here. Uh, Dr. Hitzkin says, Kyle Glazer, awesome on foul territory. Yeah, Kyle Glazer of uh, Baseball America. Excellent, excellent guest. More of that, please. Frankie G says, this deal falling through would be the fitting end to 2023. George is getting upset. I got a lot of problems with you people. I would not be happy. I would not be a happy camper if that happened. I don't think it's going to fall through. You know, what if there were (laughs) conspiracy theory here? What if the Yankees are like, all right, we don't, we don't want Thorpe in this deal. Let's give him somebody else's medical records. Let's give somebody who had a torn elbow, give them, send them their medical records, just swap the names and then see if we can, you know, put in somebody else. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that the deal is ultimately going to go down. It'll go down when we're not expecting it. I remember when, and I told this story on on FT, when the A-Rod trade broke, I was in college and I was helping a buddy move his couch. And we were, you know, probably four or five steps towards the door. And ESPN News was to my left. And ESPN News is funny because it it was, it, it was, always running back then. I mean, it's 24 seven ESPN news on TV. Now I don't even know if it's still on. I don't even have, I don't even know if I have ESPN news. Uh, the MLB network has completely replaced it and the internet, uh, for me, but I was walking and and ESPN news was on and they flashed up with the A-Rod news. As I was carrying the couch, my soul left my body and all the strength in my body just evaporated. And I dropped the couch right on my foot. I'm hopping around and I'm in a combination, this weird cocktail of pure euphoria and immense pain, and I'm shouting, "Yes, we got a rod! God damn it, my foot hurts!" Ah, ah, ah. It was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was a interesting situation. And then I went over to my buddy Rob's place in in 2018, and uh, he had a hot sauce competition, you know, he, he, he's a big fan of that hot one show. So he had several guys over and we're all trying the different hot sauces and I'm not great with spicy foods in general. So on the way back from Rob's place, my stomach is starting to go and I have to find somewhere to stop pronto. I end up in a, uh, bathroom in a Walmart when the Giancarlo Stanton deal broke or it broke that um, it was probably going to happen. And then like an hour later it happened. I got home and I was putting together a coffee table when it actually became official. So I always kind of remember where I am when the news breaks. The one I don't necessarily remember is the Garrett Cole. It must have happened late at night or something. I was probably asleep and I, probably, I feel like I woke up and saw it in my feed. But uh, you'll always remember where you are. If you're a big fan of the Yankees and they get somebody like a Juan Soto. Uh, Frankie Baseball says, Pure euphoria and immense pain, the story of the Juan Soto saga. Alex Torres says, What do you think about the news that Yoshinobu Yamamoto is expected to meet with the Yankees on Monday after... The Mets' owner Steve Cohen met with him in Japan. Price tag for Yamamoto expected to be 250 to 300 million. I've also heard that it's going to be well north of 200 million. Rosenthal said the other day that the initial thoughts going into this winter was that it was going to take seven years, 210, to get to get him or seven, 200, uh, and now it's going to be considerably more than that. I really think that the Yankees are going to be willing to go all in for it. If you're trading for Juan Soto. That's a sign that you are all in, that you are trying to win now. While you've got Judge and while you've got Cole in their prime, you're going for it. So why not go out and spend and get Yamamoto? Sure, you're going to have to pay a little bit in luxury tax. You're going to get docked a few spots in the draft. They just got docked 10 spots and didn't even make the playoffs. Total failure. I think that Hal Steinbrenner is probably a little pissed, pissed off. And when the Yankees mean business financially and they're all in, they can be very dangerous. We've talked about this before. 2009. CeCe Sabathia. A.J. Burnett. The top two pitchers on the market. Mark Teixeira. I remember where I was when Mark Teixeira's news broke. That was an interesting one. So that I believe it was December... It was like December 20th or so of 2008. I had just bought my first house. It was during the foreclosure period. So I got a really good deal on a really, really, really small and really, really shitty house. But my rent was enormous. It was just enormous. So I bought this really shitty foreclosure and I had to paint the whole thing myself. There was like handprints on the wall. It was just gross. It was just nasty. And so I'm in there and I'm painting all day. Uh, and I didn't have internet. I didn't have uh, any any TV going or anything like that. It was just me in a house. and all I had was electricity, water, and a radio. Uh, and the the radio had music on. I was just listening to like I think it was probably like an m p three player or something like that. And I just had like you know, shuffling music as I painted. Because I thought the Yankees were done. I didn't think there was any chance that they were going to sign Mark DeShera. All you heard was Baltimore, maybe Boston, but pretty much going to be Baltimore. I go and get in my car to drive back to my apartment uh, to start. I think I was probably just going to sleep at my apartment that night and, and, and start moving stuff in. I think I moved in a day or two later. I got in my car, and on the display screen, it said, Mark Teixeira signs with, and it was like cut off. And I was like, oh, let's see who Teixeira signed with. And I turned on the audio, which was all the way down. And the first word was Yankees. And I, it blew my mind. And I got to say, Teixeira had a very nice 2009. He was a huge part of that World Series. Uh, hit that walk-off home run against the Twins in the Division Series. Had a big home run against Pedro. Hey, let's give a standing O to Mark Teixeira. Yeah. T. Wood says, "I think Montas one year five to ten million would be a good deal. I would go with. I mean, I would give him five million, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get paid that that little money. He's gonna get a lot more than five million. Look, Luis Severino was atrocious this season. Atrocious. He got thirteen million. Thirteen. I think that uh, Montas pretty much a guarantee to get." 13 or more. He didn't pitch as much. He only pitched, I think, two innings or or two outs, something like that. But, uh, you know, he was hurt. Historically, he's been a very good pitcher. He hasn't, I mean, he was ineffective with the Yankees, but he was hurt. I can see him getting 15 million somewhere. JV Bronx DPL says Did it happen yet? Did we get Soto? No, we did not. Son of a bitch! Hopefully soon. Jack Amir says Glaber is the next move for a starting pitcher. It's an interesting hypothesis. I don't know. Glaber playing in a contract year could be very dangerous offensively. And right now the Yankees need some danger offense <laughs> offensively. Michael Borges says Soto news is delayed because of the airing of grievances. George is getting upset. I got a lot of problems with you people. All right, um, JV Bronx says NYY Underground and NYY Recaps are the best channel. Yes, yeah, best Yankees channel on YouTube. You realize we're two different channels, right? We're two different channels, but uh, yeah, they're great. We love those guys. They're doing their thing. I, you know, I used to be like a variety Yankees channel. It's really morphed into a podcast. As, you know, I've, as my, um, as I've grown and as my skill set has grown, you know, we do a podcast after every single game, pretty much every game, you know, we miss a few per year, West coast and stuff like that. But most games, we just do a a podcast. It's available on all your podcast platforms. Uh, I'm not typically somebody who likes to stream for a very long time. So I try and keep everything that I do digestible. I think, you know, it's it's tough to get people to commit a second of their time, right? So to ask for even 20 minutes, I feel, is a lot. So I try and keep everything I do digestible. Uh, that's why I don't do long watch parties and stuff like that as much anymore. Uh, but uh, anyway, Yanni Molo says, what is your dream lineup if the trade goes through? So, first of all, thank you for the dono. Uh, there we go. So dream lineup, I go with, and, and and I said this on foul territory too, I'm not thinking necessarily about opening day because I, I think the playoff lineup on in game one of the postseason is more important, and that's really what I'm looking at because to me, Jason Dominguez is our center fielder, but he's not going to play till June or July. I think eventually Dominguez fits in very nice as a leadoff man. Switch hitter so he can hit leadoff every single day. You don't have to worry about whether a righty or lefty is pitching and he's very selective at the plate. So he's going to see a lot of pitches. And then I go with Juan Soto in the number 2 spot. I want Juan Soto hitting in front of Judge. I know Judge has been comfortable in the number 2 spot. I know Judge has been essentially the Yankees' number 2 hitter for the last several years, hit 62 home runs as a, you know, number 2 and number 1, he hit lead off a lot down the stretch. I want Soto in the number 2 spot with that 400-plus on-base percentage in front of Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge batting third. You're assured that he's going to come up in the first inning, and a lot of times he's going to come up in the first inning with either no nobody out and two guys on or one out and one runner on. And, uh, you know, he's going to make it 2 nothing a lot. And I'd love to see the stats of, you know, how often a team wins when they jump up 2 nothing in the first inning. He's hit a lot of solo home runs early in the game. I want him a chance to hit with Soto on base in front of him. Hitting fourth, I'd probably, just because I believe in him, I'd probably go with Anthony Rizzo. um, And also righty-lefty, or switch, lefty, righty-lefty. I'd go with Anthony Rizzo in the four spot. Gleyber Torres in the five spot. Six spot. Difficult. Uh, You know, part of me wants to go with Stanton because I want to believe he'll bounce back. But I also kind of like the righty-lefty-righty-lefty. You know, maybe you go with Verdugo in the number six spot. Guy who hits 260-270. And then maybe Stanton in the number seven spot. And then Austin Wells in the number eight spot, and then Anthony Volpe in the number nine spot. I like speed at the bottom of the lineup. I like power at the bottom of the lineup. And he has both of those. And you don't have to worry about him hitting 270, 280, putting all that pressure on him. I think he'll probably hit better than the 209 he hit this year, but he could be a very productive number nine hitter. And that way, you've you basically got switch and then lefty, righty, lefty, righty, all the way down. And I think that that would be a very balanced lineup that the Yankees have not had. In a long time. Uh, Timbo Sajogran. That's a very tough name to pronounce. Says, Soto in front of Judge. That's not even fair. I agree. The Post says, How have we not had a power-hitting third baseman since A-Rod? Very, very good question. I think there's a solid chance that the Yankees will do something at third base. They're saying right now that DJ LeMahieu is their third baseman. I don't know if you can count on him to be a full-time player at this point in his career. He's broken down every year and his numbers are going in the wrong direction. That to me feels a little bit like Bubba Crosby is our center fielder, right? DJ LeMahieu is best when he's bouncing um you know third to first. Uh, as a fill in guy. I you know I think they might do something. And I don't even know if I had him in my lineup, but um that's why you write down lineups, folks, because sometimes you only do eight when you're doing it off the top of your head. But yeah, I think right now he's probably DJ's probably the third baseman, but the Yankees should look to do something there. Uh E. L. Borey says, I'm hoping and praying that Michael King won't be traded Well, if Michael King doesn't get traded, you're probably not getting Juan Soto. He seems to be the guy that the Padres insisted on as part of this deal. Andrew B says Peraza would be a good number nine hitter. I still keep waiting for Peraza to hit. You know, he looked he looked pretty good the end of last season or you know the season before this, but this year down the stretch just didn't impress me that much. Uh, You know, he changed up his approach a little bit. Went from you know, toe tap to leg kick. I thought he hit for a little bit uh, more power right at the end of the season. He hit that long home run against the Diamondbacks, about 15 rows up in the left field bleachers for 40 plus. So we'll see. But again, end of the season. They say don't believe anything you see in uh, September or in March. So not sure I believe it. But uh, anyway. The waiting game continues. I will be back whenever we have Juan Soto news. Uh, We're gonna roast Blue Jay fans who gave me a really hard time on um, on uh, Twitter, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, They, when I posted last week that I felt like the Yankees were gonna get Juan Soto this week, and the Blue Jays were being used as kind of a, I guess, decoy. You know, they're in the media. I got a lot of comments, no way the Yankees are getting Soto. He's going to the Blue Jays. Teterman. Teterman. Manoa, Manoa. And we're going to have some fun at their expense. (laughs) So, um, guys, stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have some news. I'm going to stay up late again tonight and just kind of wait it out. Uh, if we don't hear anything by like midnight or something, then, you know, maybe tomorrow. But everyone involved, according to Jeff Passan, expects the deal to get done. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. I gotta get out of here! You better go, you better go. Once again... Go watch uh, my chat on foul territory with uh, Kratz and Braun talked a lot about the Soto trade. I answered a lot of questions. Uh, And again, we'll be back. I generally don't do podcasts like this because this is a recap show, right? The name of the show, NYY recaps. We, we talk about stuff after it's happened, not generally before it happens. So I want to react to news. uh, So hopefully we'll get some news. And I will see you when I see you.